0: Thank you for listening to Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, sickly edited over some room tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. If this is your first time listening, don't worry, we just started Exodus so you can jump right in. If catching up first is more your thing, you can try the first four Just the Bible Bits episodes of the show, which will speed through all of Genesis or you can listen to the massive playlist on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com/omgwtfbible. Every month on the show a guest joins me at a live event somewhere on earth to read a portion of the Torah while I make fun of it. Then, I release it in weekly podcasts. You're listening to episode 23.2, the second installment of shmoot, which is what Jews call the first portion in the book of Exodus. My reader this time around is Mordechai Levovitz, Executive Director of Jewish Queer Youth. The next installment of Schmote will be out in a week. This time around, we get into it, reading the setup chapters in Shemot. If you want to join us for a live recording, I'll be reading the second portion of Exodus, called Ba'era in Hebrew, at Beauty Bar in Manhattan on September 22nd at 8 p.m. Check out Facebook, Twitter, or www.omgwtfbible for more details. If you enjoy the show and have something you'd like to share, drop me a line at omgwtfbible at gmail.com. You might also want to consider signing up for the mailing list by clicking on the link in the rightmost column on the website. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it in the iTunes store. It only takes a minute and really helps. Now, the recap. Previously in the Bible, God created literally everything, including a guy named Yaakov who changed his name to Israel and had a ton of children. Enjoy the show. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is, Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! Reach out, touch faith! Chapter 2, in which things begin, things begin going very poorly, very quickly. Exodus eight to one fourteen. A
1: new king rose over Mitzrayim. This guy never met Yosef. Because Yosef was dead. Behold, the new king said to his country, this here nation, the sons of Yisrael, are way bigger than us, and they're strong too, let's be devious. (laughs) If we, I love, it's like a Disney villain, let's be devious. (laughs) If they get even bigger and a war breaks out, they might
0: join our enemies against us and leave. So apparently the anti-Semitic trope that Jews aren't to be trusted in their host countries has been going on since before there were Jews. Yes. The
1: Mitzrayim set up tax collectors to punish the Israelites with burdens and force them to build the storage cities of Pitom and Ramses for Paro. Ron Paul was there protesting. Yes. (laughs) Despite their pain, the nation continued to grow and burst out of womb. Straight out of womb town. Yes. The Israelites disgusted the Mitzrim, who enslaved them with crushing labor and embittered their lives with hard work. They had to work with mortar, bricks, and do all the field labor. The Mitzrim enslaved the Hebrews with crushing work. Yes. Got it. Yes, That's wow. chapter two!
0: I love it. That's chapter three in which Paro comes up with the most sadistic plan he can, and I'm not exaggerating. Exodus 115 to 122. Paro spoke to
1: Shifra and Pua, two Hebrew midwives. I love it that Paro like, has a relationship with the midwives of Israel. It's yeah. very kind of like down to earth. When you... <laughs> like, alright. Um... When you help the Hebrew women give birth, he said, and you see the baby on the stone... Cold stone babery. That's incredible.
0: (laughs) I... that was... I wrote that yesterday, yeah.
1: If it is a boy... What
0: happens when you tip them?
1: Yes. If it is a boy, kill it. And if it is a girl, don't kill it. Because... We like because curls can't do anything.
0: I. Yeah, all right. Okay. The midwives. <laughs> well, were no. The the supposedly uh, Paro's uh, magicians or star watchers saw in the stars that the uh, savior of Israel was to be born that day, and he was going to be a boy.
1: It's just interesting
0: yeah. that that is not part of the text. It's just like he's worried
1: about them becoming oh, all no. you know a lot of people. Because <laughs> it's just assumed in the text that only a man is going to be the savior. Of course. <laughs> um, the midwives were afraid of the Elohim. So they didn't do what the king of Mitzrayim told them. They let the children live.
0: By the way, uh, something you may have noticed, uh, the word God is probably not going to appear in my translation of Exodus. I am now translating uh, Yehovah as Yehovah and Elohim, which I translated in Genesis as Elohim, uh, which is the name that's used in the book. This is intentional in order to try to replicate the, what the description is actually of, because we translate it as God, it may not have necessarily meant God, God. Right. Interesting.
1: The king of Mitzrayim summoned them. Why did you do this? He said. You let the children live. Here, what possible reason could you have for not murdering babies? The Hebrew women are not like the Mitzri ones. They said. They're like animals. Oh yeah. They've already given birth before the midwives show up. Oh, that's not so sexy. Elohim did good to these midwives. What does that mean? Mm. i just, okay. Nobody knows. Um, the nation grew and got stronger since the midwives feared the Elohim. He made, oh here, he made houses, made
0: houses for them. For them. So, so that's what it means. Yeah, according to the sages, uh, the houses, or these women are actually Yochever and Miriam who were about to meet, who haven't been introduced yet, and the houses are the Davidic line of kings and the priesthood, both of, both of which came from these two women. Amazing, I love it. Throw every baby into the river! Pharaoh commanded his nation, but let the daughters live. <laughs> so, one of the, boy, yeah, yeah, one of the main reasons traditional Jews believe in matrilineal descent is because even if all the men are killed, like way back then in Mitzrayim, at least the girls are still alive and you always know who the mother is. Yes. Yeah, so we're very practical in that yeah. sense. It's not like
1: a theological reason. It's just like, well, you're killing all the men. We might as well be matrilineal.
0: <laughs> all right, chapter four, in which a baby is placed in great danger in order to avoid even greater danger. Exodus 2.1 2:1 to 2.10. A man left Levi's house and took a daughter of Levi. So, again, according to Rashi, the French medieval sage, this woman was literally a daughter of Levi. We're talking about Yochebet here, the mother of Moshe. She was supposedly 130 years old when she conceived Moshe.
1: Do you think Rashi talked like this? <laughs> <laughs> <French>? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine reading all of Rashi like that? <laughs> Okay, anyway, I don't know if <laughs> flashbacks
0: to last month.
1: Anyway, <laughs> he's French. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. Pass me
0: a baguette. I found something
1: wrong in the Bible. <laughs> you stupid man. Um, the woman got pregnant and had a son. Sure. She saw her son was good. Well, of course she saw her son was good. She's his mother and hid him for three months. She couldn't hide him anymore. Because babies start showing at three months. Mm. (laughs) She took a reed basket and sealed it with clay and tar. She put the boy in it and put him in the reeds by the bank of the river. The boy's sister watched from afar so she would know what happened to him. Yes, that's nice. Paro's daughter went down to bathe in the river. Her girls walked along the bank. This is like a, like a music video. Yeah. They saw the
0: box in the reeds. She was played by Katy Perry. Everyone was offended. Totally.
1: <laughs> they saw the box in the reeds, so she sent her arm and took it.
0: She sent her arm She sent her arm. There's, a, there's a, uh, an argument over whether the word here uh, means her maidservant or her arm. So some sages actually think that she reached her arm out and she sent her arm means her arm actually extended like stretch arm's to reach the box. Wow. That, All yeah, right. It's, or um, it's just a weird
1: word. It would be a freaky music video. Yeah. <laughs> when she opened the box and saw a young boy crying, she pitied him. This is a beautiful child, she said. Should I go get? Oh, should I go get a Hebrew wet nurse to nurse him for you? His sister said. She probably just walked out of a nearby bush. And Pyro's daughter didn't bat a heavily mascaraed eye. <laughs> go, Pyro's daughter said. The young woman left and got the boy's mother. Take this child and nurse it, Pyro's daughter said to the mother. And I will reward you. I guess being paid to take care of your own child is a pretty good job. Totally. Jews are smart. Yes. <laughs> Even then. We know how to make the Bible a Bible is
0: full of tricky Jews. <laughs> it's true. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Can you imagine? Some people raise children and don't get paid for yeah. it. Stupid Some Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, w- <laughs> the woman took the boy and nursed him. When the boy grew up, he was brought to Paro's daughter. He was like a son to her. She called him Moshe because she drew him from the
0: water. I drew him shares a root with the word Moshe. And if you haven't guessed in English, this guy's name is Moses, but I'm going to uh, stubbornly translate it as Moshe. This is chapter five, in which Moshe learns what's behind his cozy palace lifestyle, and there is an incredible amount of plot. Exodus 2.11 to 2.22.
1: Moshe grew up, he went outside and saw the burden of his king kinsman. Just like the movie Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He saw a Mitzri man
0: hit a Hebrew man, one of his brothers. So according to Rashi, this Egyptian would wake up the Hebrew man in the middle of the night, kick him out of his house, and sleep with his unsuspecting wife. What Moshe sees him hitting the Hebrew is an intimidation tactic that he would use during the day. I don't know why Rashi has to write this whole backstory, but I imagine he's doing that laugh while he does it. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> was sneaking around.
1: <laughs> she thought it was the husband, but it was not. This <laughs> is <She laughs> <was> definitely <laughs> not silly Mithrim. <laughs> 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 Um, (laughs) Moshe looked around, no one was there.
0: Again, for some reason, uh, according to the sages, this means Moshe looked into the future and saw that none of this man's descendants would ever convert to Judaism, which makes killing them okay, I guess? Um, uh, maybe the coast was just clear, no one was there. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. He hit the man and covered him in dust. He covered him in dust, lit by the headlights on the side of the
1: Garden State Parkway. Yes. Yeah. On the second day, he went out and saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you hitting your friend, Moshe said to the bad man. Which one was the bad man? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> who, made, who made you our master and judge? The hierarchy of ancient Egypt? The man said, are you, are you saying you're gonna kill us just like you killed that Mitsri? Oh crap, they know. Moshe was scared. People know that what I did, he said. Paro heard about all this and wanted to kill Moshe. Moshe ran from Paro and ended up in Midyan. He sat
0: on the well. Inspiring the famous song, sitting on the side of the well, <laughs> feeling bad cause I killed some guy. The priest of Midian.
1: Why? Why do I do this? (laughs) What trauma did I suffer as a child? I am a social worker, so we could talk about that (laughs) after. After, after. Um, The priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came to the well and drew water to fill their skins for their father's sheep. Shepherds came and chased them away. (laughs) As shepherds do. Yes. Moshe got up and saved the ladies. Then he watered their sheep. The daughters went to their father, Ru'uel. Why did you come so quickly today? Ru'uel asked his daughters. Is he talking about their chores or the insane pace of this plot? Yes, yeah, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, a Mitzri man saved us from the shepherds. He even drew water for us and watered our sheep, they said. Where is he? Why did you leave him? Bring him here and we'll eat bread. A man who isn't a
0: violent maniac? I must meet him. Yes.
1: Moshe agreed to chill with the man, Ru'el. Oh, sorry, Ru'el gave his daughter Tzipora to Moshe. That was fast. Yeah, Yeah. they had a son. What? Okay. Okay. Moshe named him Gershom. That's like a great like yeshivish name. Gershom. Because he said, "I." We're hiding that comic behind your Gemara. Right. (laughs) Because he said, I am a stranger in a strange land. Ooh.
0: Ger means stranger, by the way. And convert. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's chapter 5, chapter 6, in which we check in on God for a minute. Exodus twenty-three twenty or 2.23 to
1: 2.25. Much later, the king of Mitzrayim died. The sons of Israel screamed and groaned from the work. Their moans rose up to Elohim, who heard their suffering and remembered the covenant he'd made with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Elohim saw the sons of Israel. Elohim knew.
0: That's chapter six. That's it. Join us next week for the next installment, released on Thursday on Juicy.com and Friday everywhere else. And remember, you can talk back to me on Twitter, Facebook, omgwtfbible.com or omgwtfbible at gmail.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. The next live recording of Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible will be at Beauty Bar in Manhattan on September 22nd at 8 p.m be sure to tune in for the next installment because next week in the bible
1: because when you
0: are poor you are dead <laughs> you have nothing no forget no
1: line with no money great out